Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast with me, your host, Christina Eng. It has truly been such a long time since I've sat down and recorded an episode. It's actually been so long that I couldn't even find the plug that plugged my microphone into my computer, and I was, like, scrambling to find it for the past 10 minutes, but I finally found it, and so here we are recording an episode. I think this is the longest break I took since like a couple months ago when I took like a three-month break and you know sometimes I just do need to take these longer breaks to recuperate from stuff that's going on in my life and my professional life and my personal life Um, but as long as you guys know that I'm always going to come back at the end of the day and give you guys an update on what's been happening and just providing more content for you guys. So I'm not going to spend time giving you guys a long-winded explanation and giving like excuses as to why I haven't uploaded, but I will give you an update later on what's been happening as far as why I've been gone for so long. But for today, you know, today's episode is going to be about, as you guys can tell by the title, building your reputation in the fashion world because as you all know your name and reputation go a long way in the fashion industry and as a lot of you know very well people are always throwing around the saying it's not what you know it's who you know and in fashion it's actually the case most of the time if not all of the time so that's why I really wanted to give you guys who may be just starting out in fashion some clarity and transparency on stuff you can do to build up your name in the fashion world We're going to be talking and covering everything from getting invited to fashion events, getting press, um, going to fashion week, how to get into those things, who to network with once you're at those events, and all of that good stuff. And I couldn't think of a more timely episode, especially with Fashion Month happening right now and New York Fashion Month that just happened a couple of weeks ago. And just in general, the fall brings up a lot of opportunities in terms of events and fashion moments for all of us. So I think this is going to be really interesting and stuff that you guys can utilize in your own lives. And I'm sure a lot of you were wondering, especially looking at social media and seeing a lot of people being going to all these crazy events and all of these fashion stuff, you're wondering like, oh, how did they get invited to that? Or how did they hear about this event? Or who did they know to get invited to that? And even being on the college level or even the high school level, honestly, there are ways to, you know, work your way into those events. So I'm here to provide a little bit of insight on that and to tell you guys about some of my experiences when I was younger and starting out my career, especially when I was in college and high school. Honestly, it's so weird to say, you know, when I was in college because that just makes me, I just feel like I'm aging myself, but Yeah, I did graduate in May, so I'm technically out of college, but yeah, it's still crazy for me to say that and for me to hear myself say that I'm not in college anymore. But anyway, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to give you guys, as promised, a little bit of a life update as to where I've been lately and why I've been putting off as many episodes as I have. Um, And it's been a little bit since I released my last podcast episode, and the truth is, I have actually been working on this specific episode for so long now. I think I started it like two months ago, um, but then I just got distracted with other things and I got super busy. So I'm only now picking this episode up and recording it for you guys. So a lot of these things that I wrote down in this episode, I'm probably going to be really confused by, but we're just going to get through it. 
So where have I been for this past month and a half, two months, really? Honestly, it's just been a culmination of a lot of things, not just one. You all know that I am working two jobs right now. One is part-time with the CFDA and another as a freelancer with CUP. And as of recently, it's been taking up a lot of my time handling the two. And that's why I don't have a lot of free time anymore to do things like my podcast and other such and other activities like honestly I barely even have time to rock climb anymore and if you guys knew from the past episodes that I've talked about rock climbing I rock climb like I used to rock climb around three to four times a week okay maybe two to three times a week but now I can barely fit in time to do it like two times a week so That just gives you a little bit of an idea about how much I actually have on my plate and that I can barely even find time to get my like fitness in. So, and that by no means, you know, means that I'm going to stop producing episodes, but I just wanted to give you guys that little disclaimer that they're probably going to come out less frequently just because I've got a lot more on my plate now. I am trying to like find a balance and obviously like fashion week was really crazy and I'll get into that a little bit more about what was happening. Um... But I'm trying to find a balance between my work life and my personal life and just like all parts of my life. And I think it's a big adjustment, especially when you recently graduated and you're trying to like get into the swing of things, especially since like my life isn't that normal right now because it's not just like a full time job. And then, you know, like a nine to five and then it just stops like I'm doing two jobs and one of them is kind of like a full time job and the other one is like just additional hours. So, yeah, it's a lot to do the two of them, but also you know, I have a boyfriend, so working in my personal life and spending time with my family and my boyfriend and my friends, and also, like, stuff that's really important to me is, like, fitness and working out, so climbing and all those things. But anyway, yeah, that's all crazy, and so on top of all that craziness, another thing and another reason why I've been delaying episodes so much is, you guys guessed it, Fashion Week. Um, And Fashion Week was, you know, actually happened a little bit ago in the first and second week of September so I'm now it's October and we're talking about it but fashion week was a big reason that I kind of just my whole schedule went out of whack and I just kind of went crazy because even after fashion week there was still some stuff after that came along that trickled down so and you know another big reason was this fashion week was kind of unlike any other fashion week that I've ever experienced before and it's because as I feel like I move on in my career the fashion weeks get bigger and bigger for me because I attend more shows and I get invited to more events, which is obviously good and exciting for me, but it does get busier and a lot more stressful. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not familiar with how to handle so many things at once. So it's more of a learning curve for me and a process. But truly guys, when I tell you how busy I was during this fashion week, I was really trudging through it. And also, Keep in mind that while all of Fashion Week was happening and all the events were happening, the daytime events and the nighttime events, I was also still working both my jobs. Even though, you know, you know, Fashion Week is kind of involved in what I do with the CFDA, it's I still have to do CFDA work on top of that. So, yeah, two jobs, Fashion Week, trying to go to all these shows and all these events, trying to network, and it was just a lot. But yeah, Fashion Week was really fun and I had some really big career moments that if you guys aren't already following me on my Instagram, you guys should head over there and see my New York Fashion Week highlight because some pretty sick stuff happened. And I'm not just saying that to like give myself a plug. I just think like I really 
focused a lot on content over fashion week which is something that I was really happy to do and you know I've mentioned this so many times but if I could be like a full-time content creator I would because it's just really fun I mean I'm sure it could get like exhausting and I could get burnt out but but in that week it was really fun so I had a really good time doing that and I think the highlight of my fashion week so if you're not following me on Instagram you wouldn't know this but it was going to the Fendi show because it was just not something that I would have ever imagined myself attending at least at this stage of my life right now like being freshly graduated from college and like attending the Fendi show during fashion week was literally a dream come true I can't even speak and I'm just super grateful to my CFDA team for making it a reality for me as they've done so many opportunities for me and again if you want to see everything that I did during fashion week head over to my Instagram and check it out I also you know, really tried this time to step out with my outfits. So, I mean, that took a lot of time too. Guys, like, when I tell you fashion week is like a whole preparation thing, it really is. And I I feel like I could have gone even harder. And, but I I feel like I've, I didn't go as hard as I could have, but I definitely put in the work. So, to think that I could go even harder is just like stressful to me because I do want to do that for the next fashion week, but it's just going to be so much preparation. Anyway, um, I put some sick outfits together and I did get street styled a lot. So those photos are again on my Instagram, but yeah, I think it was really the funnest part was putting together the looks for the shows that I was invited to and also like reaching out to people to loan some clothing and also I rented some clothing as well, which was really fun. I actually want to talk to you guys about that renting clothing is something that I've been doing a lot lately and it's been really great because I get to wear like new outfits all the time and I I like taking pictures so I get to have all these new outfits but I'm not like you know buying all these clothes that I don't need I'm like renting them and like some of these are pretty expensive pieces that I wouldn't be able to afford otherwise so I get to wear them for a short time for like an event or something Um, but it was really fun putting those together and it actually took me like one to two weeks before fashion week to really you know I put like a whole deck together of my outfits and like planned where I was going to rent them from or where I was going to borrow them borrow them from um so that was really fun but it was really stressful at the same time and if you guys are really interested and want to hear an entire episode about my fashion week experience I would be more than happy to release that on the next one just let me know shoot me a dm or um, send me an email or something. I don't know. But yeah, that was basically all that was going on with me. I am, it's like October now, but I'm still trying to recover from all of the fashion week madness because it was a lot of running around, a lot of late nights. I barely got any sleep and it was a lot of socializing and networking because that is just something that's really important during these periods of time, especially when you have the opportunity to be in a room full of very notable people in the fashion world and especially after covid i have started to develop a little bit of a social battery and it definitely gets used up much quicker now i'm sure a lot of you can relate to this feeling but before covid i was like the most outgoing person and i had little to no social battery where i could just every day be out and socializing with people and never need downtime or time to reset But after COVID, it was just very different for me. I think it's because I was like talking to people less. So I didn't practice that routine as much. 
And for me, like now, especially as I'm getting old, older, I do need time to like take a second and to like recuperate and bounce back from it. And then I can go back out and be my fullest self again. So anyway, with us being in October now, Fashion Week will not be the end of the chaos because there's also a lot of fun things lined up for this month as well, which I'm very excited about. As you guys know, I'm part of a mentorship program with Dior and UNESCO about woman leadership and sustainability. And if you didn't know that, well, now you now you know. I feel like I've mentioned it like a couple of times, but I don't really speak about the program as much. Um, and I will definitely give like a proper update on how that mentorship has been going in the future because right now it's just been super slow and we haven't been getting a lot of communication from them. But uh, quickly, I will say... I just feel like it's been super slow paced and again as I mentioned there hasn't been a lot of interaction between us mentees and Dior um but yeah nevertheless it's been good I can talk about that in another episode but that was just a little quick update and the whole reason I'm bringing up the Dior mentorship is because this month they've actually planned a fall event for us mentees and when I saw the email you guys I kid you not I was freaking out because to even think that like at this point in my life that I could be attending an event with Dior is completely insane and just a wild dream come true so I couldn't be more ecstatic and excited about it um and I'm also excited to bring you guys along that journey as well either doing something through like Instagram or even like talking about it in a podcast episode but I do want to capture the full experience because I feel like this is such a unique opportunity that like very few people have so I want to talk about it as much as possible and just talk about the program so you guys can get a better idea about what it is in case you want to apply or you want to get involved in that so yeah this year so far has just been really exciting milestones for someone like me who's who has been like consistently working so hard to like really make a name for myself in fashion and being able to do things like attend a Fendi show and going to a Dior event are things that like I never would have dreamed of for myself, at least at this point, being where I am now in my career. But yeah, I know that was a lot, but that's everything that's been happening on my end. I don't think I miss anything. But with that, enough about me. I want to get right into the episode so we can talk more about how you guys can get all the, these same opportunities that I've been getting. Like I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, your reputation in fashion is one of the most important attributes that you have to consider when being in fashion in general. And this is why a lot of the times in these episodes, I'll tell you guys to avoid burning bridges at all costs because unfortunately, people do talk in this industry and if their perception of you is negative or skewed and it's bad, they're unfortunately going to share that with the people that they know in the industry as well. And as you guys know, the industry is a lot smaller than it looks. From the outside, it does look like a big industry that like you're, think you're thinking, how does anyone know each other and how does anyone connect? But really, everyone knows everyone or at least they know someone who knows that person. And so trust me, you know, word travels fast in the fashion industry. You don't want to burn any bridges and you don't want to make a bad reputation for yourself. A perfect example of this is how at the company that I freelance at now, I've met a lot of people that I work directly under who have, you know, who know or have worked with other people in the past and the connections are so crazy, like how far they go back and like everyone kind of knows everyone from either their past job or 
from like a relative or something I don't know but it's just it's so interconnected that it's crazy to me sometimes how interconnected it is You'll also see often that since so many people um, in fashion move from company to company and from job to job, you're very likely going to cross paths with people that you've already met before or have worked with before. And that's just how it is. If if you aren't lucky, which is most of the time how it goes because not all of us are like lucky and it's always who you, you don't want to see that you see, you know what I mean? And if you aren't lucky, which is most of the time, you know how it goes like when you don't want to see someone and you end up seeing them you're going to cross paths with a lot of people that you don't want to cross paths with in the fashion industry. That's just how it is. And trust me when I tell you that I've had multiple run-ins with people who I didn't really like and they didn't like me either. And it was just an awkward situation and you don't want to get into those. So just avoid those at all costs. So the moral of the story is you're going to see people you know um, from your past and your present So maintaining a positive reputation is what you should be striving for going forward in fashion if you are going to stay in this industry long term. And not to like pat myself on the back, but I would say that I've done very well to maintain a good reputation in this industry so far, knock on wood. But anyone who knows me or has worked with me or has heard of me usually has something good to say. And that's the one thing I will say with confidence that I am proud to say about myself. I haven't met anyone who really has anything bad to say about me, or at least to my face. So hopefully that means that I'm doing something right. And I think one of the most important aspects of having a good reputation in fashion is one, being humble, which is going to surprise no one because I literally talk about this in every episode. And two, being genuine. Fashion used to be kind of known as an industry filled with fake and disingenuine people, But I can assure you that nowadays, those people are not getting very far, being that the way that they are. And I feel like ever since COVID too, it's just kind of taught everyone that there's no time to deal with fake people and that you have to just go forward with making connections with real people who are genuine and actually have something unique to offer. At least that's like how I feel the industry's changed. And I noticed that I like noticed that was a big difference when I attended events before COVID and after COVID. Of course, you'll still meet people all the time who are fake and disingenuine, but for the most part, if you are in with the right crowd, the fashion industry can be filled with people who are flowing with creativity, inspiration, you know, aspiration, all that good stuff that you want to be surrounded by. And I feel like in this industry, it's very easy to get caught up in all of the extravagance and glamour and it's easy to lose yourself in it and like lose that genuineness or humbleness. Like there have been several moments when stuff has happened to me in fashion where I started to get a bit of an ego and I started to lose that sense of like being humble. Um, But in the end, in those moments, I pretty much snapped out of it pretty quickly And I'm not saying that it's like bad to develop a little bit of an ego when you find success because that's just, you will naturally feel those things when you start to get really successful or start to make a lot of money, all those things. But the way you kind of go about it and the way you hold yourself is going to say a lot about you as a person. And I don't know, at least to me personally, I never want to come off as bragging or thinking that I'm better than anyone else just because of something that has happened to me that has brought me so much success. When it comes down to being genuine in this industry that could be fake sometimes, this is going to sound really cliche, but I think the best advice I can give you guys is to just 
be yourself. Don't try to be someone you're not just because you think that that's the kind of people that do well in the fashion world or that get a lot of friends in fashion because trust me, you're going to go throughout your entire career faking who you are and that's not something that you want to do. It took me a while to realize that because based on the people I would meet in fashion, I felt a lot of times that I had to, you know, act a certain way to be more liked in the industry. And in the end, I just came to realize that being myself was the best thing I could have ever done. And once I stopped acting like other people or like influencers that I saw online and stuff, people started to like gravitate towards me. And that's when I realized that being myself was like, you know, the best advice I could share with other people as well. So those are just the two biggest pieces of advice when it comes to building your reputation in fashion that I have for you guys. One is focusing on building a humble and genuine reputation because again, you're going to attract those similar kinds of people. I always get so many people who ask me and tell me that fashion is a really hard industry to break into and that people in fashion are really closed off and don't really welcome any newcomers into their circles. And while all of this is very true and it still reigns true today in the present moment, there are very simple ways for you to build up your reputation um, in fashion just by starting to do it little by little in your own school and like work environment. Because here's the reality of it. If you're new and you're entering the industry, you're probably going to be questioning how you get into all these fashion events, how you meet all the top people, how you get these opportunities and et cetera and et cetera. But before even thinking about doing all those like top tier things, why not just build your reputation up at school or your reputation at work? I think so many people are like focused and I was really focused on this too. When I was in like high school and college early on, I was like, well, how do I go to the Met Gala? How do I go to the Valentino fashion show? Like all those things. But I feel like, you know, as with everything, you have to start small and you have to work your way up. And once you realize that, you're going to be a lot more successful instead of thinking, I mean, it's great to like dream on and to think big. Of course, like that's never going to be a bad thing. But if you have those aspirations right from the start, you can't, you're not really going to go from point A to like D. So you got to work your way up to those little steps. Most of you listening to this podcast, I'm sure are probably either in fashion school or in just like regular school and are working fashion internships or jobs. And those are great places for you to start building up some credibility and ethos in the fashion world. And that's what I did. Um, and I'll be real with you, school, I didn't use it as a tool as much, but you definitely can utilize that as a tool a lot more than I did because I didn't take much advantage of school because I just didn't like school. Um, and you guys know that I was never a school person, but I mean, sure, during my freshman and sophomore year, I was a goody two-shoes and followed all of the rules and did everything I was told by my professors, but once junior and senior year hit, the allure of fashion school just didn't do it for me anymore, and I didn't see the point of school, and I didn't care much about kissing up to professors and getting connections through them because I just gave very little shit in class, and my professors didn't like me that much. So, yeah, school was not that great for me. But, you know, if you're going to be smart about it, don't do what I did. It's actually very helpful to build relationships with your professors because as much as you want to believe that you don't need them and, like, what do they know, they actually do know a lot about the industry and they obviously have a lot of experience over you. So, 
I am fully admitting to my mistake, so don't do what I did and actually, like, utilize school as a tool to help you advance in the industry, but especially speaking from, like, the professors and Parsons, they were all honestly really crazy knowledgeable and had a lot of great and unexpected connections, so it's really worth getting to know and building great relationships with them. That being said, it's also great getting up in the ranks and being friends with people like the dean, the president, the directors of your programs, all the heads in your school, really. And why I say this is because a lot of the times, external fashion people will know the higher-ups and ask them for recommendations for for students, for stuff like internships, scholarships, jobs, etc. And if you are close with those people who are in those positions, like the dean or the, the director of fashion then they'll keep you in mind when it comes to these amazing opportunities and it that's just a very simple way to open up doors for yourself and I've seen it firsthand like people who know the dean really well and have a great relationship with them and the dean knows their work like they're gonna think of them firsthand when it comes to like let's say like I don't know, like, Mark Jacobs is looking for, like, a mentor, um, um, to mentor someone, so it's those small things where you're, like, putting yourself top of mind for opportunities, and that is how you get those things, and a lot of the times the organizations that I work for would look to the heads um, of the schools for endorsements of their students, and the professors and deans always knew exactly who their top choices were amongst the student body, and that opened a lot of doors for their favorite students. And obviously, I was not one of those students because I did not want to have those kinds of connections with my professors. But it probably could have helped me a lot. So, yeah, no regrets at this point. But just letting you guys know that that could be a big help to your career as well. Especially if you are getting into design, it, it would really help to get in with your professors, like your design professors. Because they obviously know the people in the industry and they've worked for people in the industry. So... If any of you think it's unreachable to start getting your name out there just because you're still young or just a student, I'm here to tell you that there's a lot you could do to leverage your youth and make you stand out at a young age, even before you get to your professional stage in your career. And who wouldn't want to leverage that? I always got kicks from being the youngest one in the room, and it was always like a power move to me. I remember doing some of my first fashion internships and everyone who was interning was in college and meanwhile there was me who was just in high school so it felt kind of like empowering to be the youngest one in the room all the time and you know some people might find it daunting but that's just me I just feel like an immense amount of power when I'm put in those situations but anyway I think for those of you that are a part of my older audience out there who are already working and who have finished their schooling or who are in grad school or any of that, there's also a lot of opportunities for you to build up your own PR and reputation, even in a workplace setting. And I know sometimes it can be a little daunting to kind of leverage your work to help you build up your own PR, but that is kind of what work is there for. And if they're not supporting your growth in fashion in general then maybe they're not the best company for you but you know jobs should be a stepping stone for every phase in your life so whether you plan on staying at that specific job for 10 months or 10 years there's no reason that you can't take full advantage of the resources and opportunities that are given to you at work to build up your own reputation in the industry and I'll give you an example of what I mean by all of this 
In my own case, during fashion week, there were a lot of events that I was attending for work, like some uh, fashion week shows and presentations. But while I was out at all of these events, I was constantly networking, meeting new people, exchanging my contacts and social media, all of those kinds of things. And meeting and connecting with new people in the industry is one of the utmost important things you could ever do. As And I've been saying this from the very start of the episode, but seriously, you never know if you're going to meet someone who you're going to be really great friends with or even someone who helps you a lot further down in your career. So putting yourself out there is the first and utmost step. And I know it can be really, really hard for some people, especially if you're not as outgoing or social as maybe some other people, but it's all about practicing that muscle that you maybe don't use as often in order to, you know, get more successful results. I was at a lot of events this past, you know, few months, like, and during the week of Fashion Week, where I saw a lot of high-profile people and influencers and editors that I've been following for a while, and it took a lot of courage for me to go up to these people and introduce myself and actually start a conversation, but when I did, I was truly so happy that I did do it and that I didn't let the opportunity go, and I had no regrets from then. Even if the outcome is not always getting each other's like Instagram or number or exchanging contacts, at least you put yourself out there and introduce yourself to someone that you know or have looked up to for a long time. And that having that conversation should just mean a lot to you. So I just kind of wanted to use this second part of the episode to talk specifically about an integral part of the fashion industry, which is attending and getting invited to events. And why I wanted to really focus on this was because as of recently, I've started to see just how important partaking in events really was in the fashion world. And that's something that I didn't really prioritize or consider in the early stages of my career. Because honestly, at first I thought that fashion events were just kind of stupid. And also, I, I watched a lot of YouTube videos and TikToks that were talking about how, you know, those kinds of events were not actually all that they seem. And to be very frank with you, now being able to attend some of these events, they are not what they seem. A lot of the times it's just like a bunch of adults standing around and drinking alcohol and they're not even talking to one another. They're only talking to the people that they already know, which I can definitely confirm is partly true since I am an adult myself and am attending such events. And I'll give you, you know, the down low on a lot of the events that actually happen in fashion. A lot of the time it's just people who dress up and show up to take pictures and content and then leave the scene entirely, which I'll be very honest with you is sometimes what I did for some events. Like, I'll straight up tell you that's what I did. And I saw this happening a lot during fashion week, especially with like a lot of high profile celebrities, which is kind of crazy. Like some celebrities would just show up in like this extravagant crazy look and makeup and hair and everything. And you would see them get like obviously taken their pictures by by photographers and paparazzi and they would literally go into the event and not even an hour and then leave like I would watch them do that that's just the truth of the matter and that's like the reality of the industry and there were actually very few events that I attended this season that were genuinely really fun and that I wanted to stay at for more than an hour but I'm starting to learn that that's just kind of how it works in the fashion scene a lot of it is for the allure and the social media outlook Um, And again, I'm not saying that it's all fashion events, but just most of them in my experience are as I've described. So anyway, back to what I was talking about, events. So you're probably 
all thinking the same big question as I did when I first started out in fashion. And something that I'm still continuously asking now is, how do I get invited to fashion events? And there isn't really like any rule book or one way to get invited to these industry events. Most of the time, it's if you know someone and that's like 90% of the time how I get invited to a lot of the events that I attend these days. Obviously, the rest are from your work or work-related things, but another way that I've been able to get myself into events is just simply to do outreach. And you guys know I love that word outreach because I've been doing it since I was in high school, trying to get internships and jobs and trying to meet people, and it has worked out for me beautifully thus far. I don't get why there's such a big stigma around doing outreach and reaching out to get into things. I think when people think of doing outreach, they associate it with like a desperate measure and they think it's like you're going out of your way to ask for something or to get into something that you didn't get invited to. Um, And a lot of people have like different points of view on this and if you don't like to do outreach to get the things that you want to do, then that's completely fair. But I have personally always asked and outreach for stuff that I wanted and that's how I have gotten this far. And I think it matters more about how you ask for stuff rather than like just thinking that it's like a desperate call and you know you just want to keep in mind that you want to stay professional especially if it is something that you're asking for that is directly related to you know your career and professional life if it's like big people you're reaching out to you want to stay professional obviously and these days there are just so many ways that you can go about outreaching to people but obviously email works best if you can manage to conjure up that person's email and you know, listen guys, I have fully perfected the skill of being a detective and I can almost find any email for any person or any organization that doesn't publicly display their email. That's like one of my special skills. I do it all the time at work and some of my coworkers are always like, I've looked everywhere for that email. How did you find it? Where did you find it? And it's because I know what to search up when I'm looking for a particular email. But anyway, that's like a different story and I can get into that a little bit in another episode. More recently, I've been getting really into outreaching through Instagram DMs, especially since the industry that I work in being fashion is very social media driven. So almost everyone is going to be looking into their DMs sometimes more than their emails. Obviously, if it's like a more serious request, I might just stick to emailing because I don't want to come off as unprofessional. But when it's like a stylist or an editor that I'm trying to get in contact with, I almost always hit them up via DMs. I never thought that that'd be a way to network with people and do outreach, but it's really become a very proven way to get through to people in this day and age. So I would highly recommend if you're not already doing that to get on social media platforms. But yeah, we talked a little bit about doing outreach and getting into all these fashion events and whatnot, but let's talk about what you want to do when you get into these actual events. And I, even though it may not seem like it, I'm actually... A pretty shy and intimidated person especially when it comes to like industry stuff because I have huge imposter syndrome and the fashion world can just be very intimidating as I'm sure most of you are aware of but as of recently I've been really trying to push myself outside of my comfort zone and to network as much as possible when I'm at these events because there are some great opportunities for you to meet people who are working in the same industry as you, who have really great backgrounds and careers in fashion. Especially if I'm alone at an event and I don't know anyone there, I really do try my best to meet new people and network, but 
it definitely is a little harder when you're alone. But sometimes though, it can be better for networking when you're alone because when you're with a group of people, you'll miss out on a lot of opportunities to meet other new people because you'll end up staying with the people that you came with rather than talking to um, new people. I realized that that was like such, such a redundant sentence, but anyway, you guys get my point. If you're someone who is introverted, then I suggest you challenge yourself at these events to leave that event with a few contexts of people that you've met and talked with. It's really just such a great way to put yourself out there and just challenge yourself to meet people that you wouldn't otherwise meet if you hadn't gone to that event. And instead of focusing so much on the number of contacts you're making, focus more on making meaningful connections with the people you meet. I know that it's so easy to get caught up on how many people you talk to at an event, but if you just walk out of there with like one meaningful conversation with someone at a fashion event, it's going to mean so much more than getting the Instagram of like five other people who you don't don't have a connection with at all. But yeah, that is all I have for you guys today in this episode. I do want to apologize again for my lack of posting because I did take a, you know quite a bit of a hiatus and it hurt me as much as it hurt all of you guys for not posting anything in the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I'll be posting more episodes shortly and as things arise because the next couple of months are going to be pretty exciting career-wise and as we reach the end of the year, you know I gotta do my end of year wrap-ups, the highlights of 2022, the lowlights, all that kind of stuff. So I'm excited to share all of that with you guys. As always, I want to thank you guys for tuning into this podcast and to hit that follow button if you're liking what you're hearing. If you have any ideas for future episodes, give me a DM on Instagram because I would love to hear them. I love you guys so much and see you soon on the next episode of the Life of a Fashion Student podcast.